Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. And I'm Ryan Zook. In this week's episode, we will talk about the return of Michigan athletes to campus, recap the Wolverines selected in the MLB draft, and discuss the controversy inside the Oklahoma State football program. All that and more on this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. All right, Ryan, how you doing? Hanging in there. Another week during, uh, during the pandemic, so not much has changed. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Good. You, know. you were saying before the pod that you're actually going golfing today. I might. So. I might. It's oh, possible. Right. Uh, watch out. I'd be at 18 holes for the summer already. This guy is really getting out there working on his game. Uh, <laughs> we don't have Aaron um, this week. As, as mentioned last week, he is, uh, he is on furlough. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll miss him, but we'll welcome him back next week. And as we've you know said the last couple of times with – when, when each of us went on furlough, listen, there's a uh, campaign we got going to subscribe to our content. Um, and as you've seen, actually, since our last, uh, last time we addressed this, it's gone from, you know, just solely just supporting it sort of out of the goodness of your heart, if you will, to uh, moving towards that model, you know, subscription model. So, um, you know, you may have seen things marked as subscriber exclusive on our site. Uh, I think as of now, you can still read all of that, no matter whether you're subscribing or not. It's just kind of letting you know going forward, those articles might be, uh, those types of articles might only be uh, accessible to subscribers. But uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, just two of us here to talk about, it has been an eventful week um, in that we have a major event. Athletes have returned to campus. Football, men's basketball, and women's basketball athletes here at Michigan, you know, have the opportunity to come back. Again, it's all voluntary workouts um, right. at this point. But and those are the three sports that the NCAA has allowed um, to come back, which kind of tells you all about where the the priorities are with the NCAA. But yeah, I guess I'll let you kind of talk about what uh, just sort of the basic plan that, that Michigan has, you know, put out there for, for the return of, of, of these, of these athletes back to campus. Right. Yeah. So like before, before they got back on Monday, um, they had to go through a 14 day kind of pre-risk assessment, um, answering questions about their COVID exposure. And now that they're back on campus, they have to be our dirt or in a six day re-socialization period where, um, they're, they're getting tested for, COVID and antibodies, um, kind of just going through protocols before they can actually return to the field, um, which will happen June 22nd, next Monday. 
Um, so I mean, yeah, mission laid out to kind of a detailed plan, um, emphasis on, on, uh, safety. Um, so we'll see, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't foresee Michigan releasing how many player or student athletes, uh, will are test positive. Uh, I spoke with a U of M spokesperson, um, earlier this week and said, yeah, we don't anticipate releasing that information. Some universities have, um, I mean, Iowa State, I think, had 10. Houston had six and ended up shutting down. So there have been cases um, throughout, uh, throughout the country of, of student-athletes testing positive after returning for these voluntary workouts. We'll see what happens at Michigan. Um, but Michigan did say if that does happen, they will enter a defined quarantine protocol uh, per medical guidelines. Um, so we'll see how that affects anything. But I I assume it's going to be hard to kind of predict that no student athletes out of those three teams will, will test positive for the virus. So it'll be interesting to see what happens after that and what, what path they take. Yeah. I mean, I think it's absolutely almost somewhat safe prediction that there will be, you know, some positive tests now, whether, yeah, we hear about them or not, I don't know, but um, I mean, just, just kind of just the numbers you, you would expect that. Now you were told that every Michigan football player at this point is back. Is that, that correct? Yeah. So they, he said the team, the, the team was back. He didn't mention necessarily every player, um, mm-hmm. uh, the U of M spokesperson. So I, I didn't, didn't follow up there, but it sounds like, yeah, most players are, are back on campus for voluntary workouts. Gotcha. Yeah. I was told like kind of the Michigan basketball team doing it in like men's basketball team, at least doing it in, in waves to a certain extent. Now I know they're doing it in ways for the the different sports too. They're right. Yeah, that, bring back these athletes and then bring back some others that, you know, that, that compete in the fall, um, you know, at a later date, uh, you know, typically you'd have the, well, you would have already had voluntary workouts, you know, going uh, in spring practice, of course, for football, but uh, with actual kind of on court instruction beginning when the summer semester starts, which this year is, I don't know if it's July July 3rd, I think it is, or second, something like that, early July. But um, the NCAA actually did recommend just yesterday, I think they're voting on it today, um, that that stuff not happen till later July this year. So there will be a period from, I think, like July 1st to July 18th or something like that, um, where you're, you're kind of just sticking with the uh, weight room stuff that's the only kind of physical activity you're doing. You can then have team meetings and film room, which you couldn't have before. Um, so they're going to give you some things that you could do, um, but, you know, take away some things that in the past you would have been able to do uh, at that time. I'm sure they just kind of sort it all out and, and, you know, kind of regroup and reassess how, you know, I, I guess how people are dealing with uh, the virus um, after being together for, for a few weeks. So, um, it is, I'm sure, uh, just a fluid situation, which we'll, we will learn more about and report more uh, about uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Expect some stories Thursday, Friday on MLive.com um, because we'll get to actually talk to you know the athletic director, Ward Manuel, and some other folks in the athletic department to kind of get a better which feel. It doesn't happen it. very often. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. It hasn't happened at all during, uh, during this whole situation these last several months. So yeah, try to get some answers, some clarification on, on exactly what these protocols and kind of what it's all going to look like. And uh, even maybe look ahead to what, what things are going to be, be like in, in the fall. Right. Like, like you said, though, this is such a fluid situation. Cause I mean, especially at Michigan, these players, athletes are coming from all over the country. Some coming from regions where coronavirus cases are rising. I mean, here in Michigan, 
it's been pretty steady and, and declining, but like, it's just, it's, it's just crazy to see like how many asymptomatic athletes at other institutions have, have tested positive. And it's just, for me, I've just been becoming more pessimistic about a, a season being able to be completed. Uh, I think it, they're definitely going to try and start a season, but with, with all these cases popping up, it's just, I feel like it's going to be hard to find a way to complete a season, especially if we're in the middle of the summer right now when the virus is supposed to be contained the most. Um, what will happen when, when fall and October and November and December comes to me, for me, it doesn't look very good right now, but it, it's, it's going to be an interesting few months to see how this thing progressive progresses and we'll have, we'll have to just wait and see. But uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of go back and forth on it uh, just all the time. I mean, just yeah. yesterday I you know texted a couple friends, one of whom is uh, from Georgia. So I, you know, noted that Michigan basketball had scheduled a couple of games, one of them against uh, Georgia state you know, and he just said his response was, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not confident. Still not confident that these games are going to happen." And yeah, I mean, I'm not either. It's it's hard to be really confident about anything one way or the other. You know, they're going to make the effort to to kind of keep things as close to normal as possible and play these games. Um, but it's just it's just hard to say. And still no word from the University of Michigan. You know, the president about just what the fall semester will look like because right. um, that's really going to set the tone for everything. I think and. Uh, I guess I'm almost surprised that the athletes have been brought back before that announcement has been made. But I guess at some point you have to kind of take your steps. So you're ready. If there, if there is a season, you know, you can't just keep, keep waiting for an announcement. I don't know. We were told the last, I was told is like, it would be before July. So um, there's still obviously time in the month of June to, to hear right. what the, the university is doing, but um, yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see how it all plays out. And we should have, again, some more information on that. Uh, tomorrow. But yeah, I, I mentioned, I mentioned Georgia state and, and Cal state Northridge, two teams that have been added to the Michigan basketball schedule for next year, Georgia state to open the season on November 10th, Cal state Northridge, uh, two weeks later on the 24th, uh, you know, Wolverine, confidential. have your popcorn, baby. There you go. Wolverine <laughs> confidential subtext subscribers heard about this first. Okay. Yesterday. So just, you know, letting you guys know if you want to subscribe to that, um, our tech service, but yeah, I mean, Georgia state's an interesting team because they, they do bring back a lot of, you know, a lot of their key players from a team that was like decent, you know, like top, top 150 in the country, you know, it's certainly in the top half uh, of teams overall. They're not a complete cupcake, um, you know, as these, as these buy games go and they have, they have three transfers who sat out last season eligible this year from, you know, high major programs. So, uh, they're adding, adding some firepower as well. Cal State Northridge, not so much. They had they had a few decent players, and, and they just lost them all. I mean, one guy went uh, – I was very excited, actually. You know, I, I'm a real college basketball junkie, so I, I, I like you – know, I follow, like, even some of these smaller schools, and they have a player, uh, Lamine Janay, who is just, you know, tearing it up. I mean, 20-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, double-double machine. Excited to see him in person. And then, you know, I've Google him and find out that he is uh, – he declared for the draft. So he's gone. Um, and most of his teammates have transferred. So they're down to like yeah. nine players on the roster. Uh, uh, oh, you know, break for know. Cal state Northridge. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I was also disappointed that, you know, this game wasn't scheduled a few years ago when Reggie Theus was still the coach, um, you know, because of my love for the TV show hang time, uh, which he was the, he was the coach of the, of the high school team during high. You ever watch hang time? You hang time guy. I, I'm not, you don't, not you don't even know what I'm talking about. You don't even know. Uh, not a clue. Not a no, clue. What, what network was it on? 
NBC, you know, it was like a Saved by the Bell type, you know, in that oh, range of shows. But listen, I also, I also, Juwan Howard made an appearance on the show, and I did a story about his his oh, okay. acting oh, that's career. The show. So like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I know he was on. He was on. I know a little bit more about it, maybe than most people. But anyway, uh, those are two games that they'll play. They still have, you know, several more to uh, to schedule. They may have already done it and it just hasn't gotten out there. I'm, you know search for these things every now and then I put in request to, to figure out whether they're they've already got contracts for them. So we shall see, but uh, yeah, those are, those are a couple of games that uh, they have added to the schedule. You know, last week we previewed the baseball draft MLB draft uh, that has since happened. And uh, I know it was like a kind of a best case scenario as far as how many players were drafted, all kind of all the guys we talked about did get taken. Definitely, opinion. definitely a best case scenario. Uh, I think I was expecting two, maybe three to go and it ended up being all four that were kind of on the bubble went or ended up getting drafted, including uh, Jeff Criswell, a right-handed pitcher who became the highest draft pick in pro, um, since 2000 in the program. He went 58th overall to the Oakland A's. Jordan Wogu went earlier than I expected. He was a third round pick to the Chicago Cubs. Um, same with Jesse Franklin, who uh, outfielder who who didn't even play at all in 2020 because of a, a skiing accident. He broke his collarbone. Um, and sure enough, the the Braves took him in the third round, too. All went in the top 100 picks, uh, which I found very surprising based off of where they were in, in draft rankings and whatnot. And then shortstop Jack Blomgren, a kind of a, a defensive Middle infielder who who has got a glove and, and who Coach Batches called the toughest player he's he's ever coached um, doesn't doesn't have much power with the bat but he went in the fifth round of the Colorado Rockies so first time in program history that four players won the first five rounds of the draft so I would definitely definitely call that a success for the Michigan uh, baseball program and and they had their first uh, undrafted player sign yesterday catcher Joe Donovan a uh, junior signed with the Cleveland Indians so. Um, I'm sure this matters for recruiting, right? I mean, like, it's not just the, the run they went on, on the world series and, and, um, yeah, the success they've had on the field. But then when you start having these draft picks too, uh, you know, starting putting their pictures, I'm sure on the wall in the, in the buildings with their, with their MLB, you know, team cap on and yeah, it's just builds momentum. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, coach Eric Backish was on a a zoom call with reporters last week and, um, spoke spoke about this and yeah I mean if if the Wolverines didn't have that run to the College World Series a couple in 2019 these guys probably aren't drafted that high uh, a lot of them had had good seasons in 2019 and kind of went on that big stage and, and performed pretty well and and when, when you expose yourself and you're part of a winning team um, he spoke a lot about that too is teams want players that come from winning cultures and Michigan has established that on the past couple of years and uh, they're starting to see results. And yes, for uh, kids looking at the mission draft pro, I watched the whole draft as I was running the live updates and you saw a lot of times most draft picks university of Michigan up there with uh, Texas A&M, Florida, all these sec schools, schools and schools down South um, Michigan was right there with them. So yeah, would see that and they know that, Hey, even if I decide to go to a school in the North or in a cold weather state, I still can go on to play pro baseball. So I think that's only going to help them moving forward. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, so the past two years, they've had nine players drafted um, and that includes their top three pitchers from the college world series run and their top four hitters uh, one, two, three, and four in the lineup 
from that College World Series team. So um, pretty successful couple of years here for the Mission Baseball program, and uh, it sounds like it's only going to continue to grow from here. It will be interesting, though, to see what the roster looks like next year because, yeah, like I, I think I said last week, the program was planning on losing six seniors and seven juniors uh, to pro baseball right. um, or graduation. And right now they're only at the back to mentioned three seniors will be back since the NCAA allowed that waiver. And so far only four juniors have been signed or drafted. So there's going to be a lot of juggling piece or they're out there juggle some pieces to because uh, the scholarship is all of the roster can be expanded next year. They're still only allowed 11.7 scholarships for 35 plus players. So that's going to be tough to figure out, but right. um, every, um, like every, every coach in, uh, in America ha- faces that reality. So, right. I think I may have cut you off before and I apologize when you were, you mentioned that uh, the, the catcher Joe Donovan had been, had signed, uh, you know, as, as an undrafted player, were there, were there others maybe you were expecting that could, that could follow suit in the few days or, or maybe not? Maybe I was just. Yes. Yeah. The possibility the juniors see it's tough because if, because this year's draft was shortened to five rounds. Yeah. If you think you can go back for another year and improve your draft stock, uh, I mean, a six-round pick signing bonus slot in 2019 was in uh, six figures. This yeah. year, your maximum you can sign for as an undrafted player is $20,000. Right. So there's so, definitely incentive mm-hmm. to go back and try and improve your draft stock. With that said, there's going to be more competition for playing time because there's likely going to be expanded rosters, better players returning to school, tougher competition at the college level. So it's really just a tough situation for uh, baseball players, high school players, and college players throughout the country. Um, so, But uh, I think there probably could be a, another signing or two. I'm not exactly sure who at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are uh, a few more players to sign moving forward. Sure. You know, we were talking before about, you know, any, if there are any other topics we wanted to hit on. And uh, one of them, as we mentioned in the intro is, uh, you know, the Mike Gundy uh, situation with the Oklahoma state football program. And uh, just, I guess the 22nd recap would be he, a photo of him circulated on the internet, wearing a t-shirt of a news network, the the OAN one America news network, I think is what it's called. Um, You know, that's had some controversial takes, I guess, to say the least, um, on a variety of topics, including the the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, players uh, on the Oklahoma State team took issue with it, you know, on social media saying this was unacceptable. Some saying they weren't going to basically be involved with the program until, you know, something changed and uh, led by the star running back for the team. Um, you know, there's since been some apology videos, some back and forth, uh, you know, hugging and out, whatever. Um Obviously, this is a Michigan podcast, not not Oklahoma State. I think it's relevant in that I just would say I would expect protests of certain, you know, uh, various natures to take place during the you know fall and winter sports seasons. I mean, I think this is going to be a part of uh, the sports culture. I mean, I guess you'll see it. The the NBA will return before college sports will. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you're part of the crowd that's you know the whole stick to sports and I don't want this in my sports. Like I think you're probably going to be disappointed uh, with what 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 you're seeing come uh, when athletes return to the field and courts and whatnot. Because um, I would just expect yeah more you know, more kneeling potentially or just whatever it is demonstrations um, you know to draw attention to various social issues. 
issues. Yeah, I mean, athletes are, are you've seen in the last couple of weeks, athletes are using their platforms more and more to push across their feelings and uh, on the subject and uh, activating for change. So, I mean, uh, yeah, the, referring to Mike Gundy, I mean, it's not the first time he said controversial comments in the past few months. I mean, no. even when the coronavirus first uh, kind of came to light, he was in hot water then too about saying like it was all a hoax. And yeah, there is, these guys are 21, 22 year olds. They can handle it. So, I mean, um, it, it's not the first time Mike Gundy's been in this position, but yeah, I think this is even more drew even more criticism. And uh, yeah, I, I don't blame his, his players for, uh, <laughs> for being upset with, uh, what, what that shirt stood for because yeah, like, 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 uh, it was said, like the, that network believed that the black lives matter movement was, was a fart. So, I mean, if you're a, a black player on Oklahoma state and you see your coach supporting that, yeah, I could see, definitely see why, why you would be upset. So I, I was surprised how quickly, they were able to get these apology videos out and, and um, the, the running back and the coach kind of were in a video together, like the next day shaking hands and um, vowing yeah. for change too. I mean, I thought that was a pretty quick turnaround, but uh, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it's, this is definitely not going to be the first, the only incident where, where players are, are speaking out and it's it, sports is going to be completely different when, when they do return, <laughs> not just on the field, but just how, how people approach them referring to politics and using their mm-hmm. platforms as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think Pete Thamel of Yahoo referred to that video as like, it looked like a hostage video and I, I don't disagree. I mean, it's yeah. like neither party really looked like they wanted to do it, but it was done. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, obviously here at Michigan, you have, uh, you know, I mean, Jim Harbaugh has been in the news regarding protests, you know, by more in the positive light to, he marched, right. you know, as one here in Ann Arbor. So but uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't expect things revolts against the coach. I would expect, you know, more just yeah demonstrations of, of various kinds. But, um, yeah, again, all much of it will be uh, predicated on, uh, you know, the games, the games actually happening. Not that things can't be done. Um, but, yeah, that platform that you spoke of, I think, is 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 elevated when, you know, they're actually uh, out on the field and, you know, being watched by by millions on TV and thousands in the stands or whatever. So, uh yeah, just another another element of this uh, to to keep an eye on. But um, yeah, we'll be back next week. And like I said, please uh, stay tuned to coverage on MLive.com as we we you know learn more about what the players' return to campus actually means here in Michigan. So thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.